Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the second book of Kings. We are in chapter 8, verse 7, that's Parakhes, Pasuk, Zion. <clears throat> we just read the little story about the woman whose son, Elisha, had revived, uh, how she was instructed by Elisha to leave her home because of the famine that was coming. When she came back, she found um, that squatters had taken over her property. She went to the king to the complain, and when she came to the king, she found Gehazi there telling stories about Elisha, trying to get advantage by telling the story about what happened with Elisha and her own son. The king then um, decided in her favor and gave her back her fields. That was the story that we just read. It's unclear why <clears throat> this following story um, uh, comes at, right afterwards. What the juxtaposition uh, teaches us. It's uh, just a little bit of a challenge. The Chazal, the rabbis have a tradition that uh, Gehazi, and we're kind of tracking Gehazi, but that he had run to Aram, and and Elisha came to try to get Gehazi to repent. So there's a whole subtext going on in Chazal and the Talmud about Gehazi and getting him back to repent and so on. But we're going <coughs> to stick to this simple meaning of the verses for now and um, wonder, like, you know, just uh, why is Elisha going to Damascus? One theory is maybe this occurred during that famine and Elisha went to Damascus following his own advice because of the famine. Uh, another possibility is, uh, which we're about to read, that Ben-Hadad was ill, and he knew that Ben-Hadad would call upon him if he, um, if he was present because of his illness, and uh, therefore, and Elisha might be able to use that as a way to accomplish what we're about to read, he's going to accomplish when he's there, so I don't want to give it away. Um, so anyway, or maybe he traveled and he just happened to be there. Who knows? Uh, regardless, he went to Damascus and when Hadad Melech Aram and when Hadad, the king of Aram, Cholat was ill. Now this guy had caused a lot of trouble uh, for Elisha, including trying to to capture him and kill him at one point. Um, but now he's on his deathbed. And remember, this guy had a servant, or his main right-hand man was Naaman, who had a tremendous um, miracle occurred to him at, uh, af at the hands of Elisha when, when he was cured from his lep leprosy. So Ben-Hadad clearly heard that Elisha was there, so because of Ayugadlo, Lamar, and it was told to him, saying, Ba'isha The man of God, you know, the one that everybody knows, Elisha, the famous guy, who words getting out, about Elisha, <coughs> he's here. So Vayomer Hamelachel Chazoel. So the king said to Chazoel, "Kach biyodcha mincha, take a a um, offering. You know, take some kind of a, a big gift. V'leich likrasi shalim and go greet the man of God. V'dorashto es Adonai me'osole mar and find out from him. Uh, you know, search out the and try to seek God f through him through the prophet." Asking him as follows, Shall I survive from this illness? Presumably, this is just a, a way of saying, um, pray, have the prophet pray for me so that I should get healed. 
Uh, now, um, <coughs> this of course is, reminds us back in the beginning of this book when Ahaziah, the king of Israel, sent messengers to the priests of the Philistine god, right? Which was considered a terrible thing that he did and an embarrassing and a shame to God that he would go and seek help from from the, uh, from a, from an idol of a different nation rather than speak to God himself. But here, this is the opposite. We have the king of, of another nation searching out God for help in his illness. Now, another reason, of course, why Elisha is here, whether this was in his intention, could have been, or, uh, but Elisha knows that um, God had told his teacher, Eliyahu, Elijah, that in the future, right, that he is going to appoint He's going to be the one who appoints Chazael as the king of Aram. Now, Eliyahu was taken up to heaven before he accomplished that. So Elisha apparently knew that it was going to be his job to accomplish this in in place of his teacher, right? So here we have Chazael now, who is the assistant of the king, Ben-Hadad, coming to Elisha on behalf of the king, Ben-Hadad, with a tremendous gift. Now, <clears throat> this gift, if you remember, Elisha was very careful before when he interacted with Naaman not to take any gifts for what he does. And Elisha, in general, we get the impression that he is against the concept of taking gifts. And remember then, he got really angry at Gehazi for taking money when he shouldn't have. Right? Because Elisha doesn't want it to look like he's not about making money off of performing miracles for people. He's about bringing people closer to God. However, because Gehazi messed it up, Ben-Hadad still thinks, oh, and by, t- by taking payment, right, against Elisha's wishes, so the reputation that Elisha wanted, right, didn't happen. And Ben-Hadad therefore thinks that Elisha is like all the other priests that he knows, for all the other idols he knows, that they'll, you know, do their incantations and blessings and do a little dance and uh, for enough money they'll do whatever you want and who knows, maybe it'll work and he'll get healed. So, this is verse 9. <coughs> Chazoel went to greet Elisha. Um, and he took an offering, a gift in his hand. And all of the great uh, products that Damascus had to produce. And uh, you know all the things that Damascus was famous for. Masar, Boim Gomel. Enough stuff to load up 40 camels. That's a pretty big gift. And he came and he stood before Elisha and he said... Bincha, your child. And remember, we've seen several times that the prophet was called Avi, my father. So, so when Ben had, so when um, uh, the the uh, to when you refer to yourself in front of the prophet, it would make sense to call yourself your son, right? And but here, because it's Chazal speaking on behalf of Ben Hadad, he says, "Your son Ben Hadad, Melach Aram, the king of Aram, Shalachani Elecha sent me to you, Lemar." With the following uh, um, a question, Will I survive this illness? love <clears throat> Elisha. Elisha answered him, Emarlo, tell him, You shall live. But God told me, That you will die. This is a very a tricky answer. What, is, what, like, what exactly is Elisha saying? So there's various ways to try to understand this. But the simplest level and the one that most of the commentaries follow is Elisha is 
telling him this, telling Chazal this, because he wants to hint to Chazal exactly what to do. He's not going to tell Chazal directly, but he's going to hint to Chazal so that he gets the message. So he says to him, he says to Chazal, uh, um, tell him that he, he will get better from the illness, right? Right? In other words, you ask, the question is, will you get better from the illness? Yes, you will get, you will become healed. You will recover from the illness. However, I'm telling you, Chazoel, right, that, that he's marked as a dead man. And the, um, at that point, Elisha kind of stopped talking and kind of stared off, right? He, he stared off with like a blank face. And he sat there for a long time, right? Just with this uh, a, a face that was blank, a blank stare, like he was thinking, and, and an image was in his mind of what's to come. Vayevki Shalohim, and the man of God started to cry. So uh, at this point, he he's silent. He's just standing there crying. So try to think what. So this impression you have the the man, the prophet of God, t- tells Chazoel he's going to survive. But he's going to survive the illness. But he is a dead man. He is going to die. And then he just sat there and thought and thought and thought until he burst out in tears. And Chazoel said, Why is my master crying? And Elisha had seen in his, in his mind the few, that Chazoel is going to be the king and he is going to be leading Aram, which remains the enemy of Israel. And Vayomer, and he says, Kiyadati, because I know Esaser Tasel Israel, that which you're going to do to the people of Israel, that you're going to do Ra'ah, you're going to do so much, so much harm and so much evil. Mivtzerehem Tshalach Ba'ish, you're going to burn down their fortresses. Uvachurehem Bacherev Tarog, and their young men you're going to kill by the sword. Vaolaleim Tiratesh, and you will smash their children. Vihoroseim Tivakea, and you will. Um, uh, destroy their pregnancies. You will, that's the pregnant women will lose their babies because of your wars and because of your violence and viciousness. So, because here you have, Elisha is being told to, basically to tell Chazoel to assassinate the king, which is what we see is going to happen soon and become the, eventually seize the, make a coup and seize the kingdom himself. But as the leader of Aram, he's going to be the enemy of Israel. And to think that the prophet, although he knows, of course, how corrupt the people of Israel are, and he knows that the few, because of their actions, they're going to bring destruction upon themselves. But here, standing in front of the man who's going to lead that destruction, Elisha felt this terrible, terrible anguish over the fate of his people. They're still his people. And he's still their prophet. He's still their leader, even if they might be evil and even if they might be doomed to terrible suffering. Vayelech me'it Elisha. Chazoel left Elisha vayavo Adonav and he came to his master. Vayomerlo and he said, Ma amar lecha Elisha. What did Elisha tell you? Vayomer and he said, Amar li chayotichya. He told me, Amar li chayotichya. He told me that you are going to recover from this illness. Vayimacharas. And it was the next morning. Vayikach hamachber. And he took a machber which is generally understood to be some sort of a 
a mat. Um, and uh, or a pillow or something that's that's um, you know in his bed, right? Um, and he dunked it in water in order to make it heavy and solid, right? Um, uh, so that he would suffocate from the from the you know from the water, and he wouldn't be able to breathe. and he stretched it over the face of the king. And while he was in his bed and killed the king, and thus Chazoel seized the kingdom and became the next king of Aram. So this is, um, Elisha brought about the uh, kingdom of, Chaz- of, of, <clears throat> of, of Chazoel. And, and, and if I just want to point out a few things here. Elisha is, is also, go- soon, we're, we'll get there in, in a little bit later, in a couple chapters, we're going to read about how Elisha also um, brings Yehu, who is the king who is going to destroy Yehoram. Yehoram is the king of Israel now, right? And Elisha knows that the prophet, his, he, he knows prophetically that which God had said that the house of Achav, who is the house, which is the house of Omri, Omri was the father of Achav, right? Who is the father of Yehoram, who is the king, current king. That this house is destined for destruction, so he has just appointed Chazoel to be, because he's going to be the king that's going to bring about a terrible destruction, and then he's going to appoint Yehu, which we're going to find later. I'm just giving a, no, I'm giving it away, but later on, as the king who within Israel who's going to wipe out the house of Achav completely and take over the kingdom. So Elisha is therefore the prophet who is really setting up the destruction of this house of Omri because they were such a bunch of wicked kings and no matter what Elisha had tried, they would never learn and never were able to turn around. And here is one of those major points in that history is Elisha appointing Chazoel. So the, the, the significance of this, little chap, of this little portion of the chapter that we just read is is Elisha appointing the one who is going to destroy this dynasty that had been so powerful politically but refused to turn away from idol worship, refused to turn away from the ways of Yeravam ben of Jeroboam, and refused to return to God and uh, caused so much suffering that we have read about until this point. So this concludes this portion of chapter 8. Thank you so much for studying 8b together. Looking forward to studying uh, the rest of this chapter and the rest of this book of, of Kings. Have a wonderful day.